Parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Pirelli tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in, podcast listeners. I appreciate all of you. We have got a loaded show for you. My buddy Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. In the first hour, in the second hour, Paul Kaharski from the Outkick 360. And then in the third hour, Congressman Jim Jordan breaking news with us. He has written a letter to Major League Baseball Commissioner uh, Rob Manfred demanding that Manfred explain how the decision was made to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta That, my friends, is going to be an intriguing political battle that unfortunately Major League Baseball has walked right into. We'll be breaking down the NFL draft, and I am teeing off on LeBron James over his stupidity as it became apparent more and more what had exactly happened in Columbus, Ohio, and that far from being deserving of any sort of punishment, the police officer in Columbus, Ohio, likely saved a life as we have seen those videos continue to come out. We will discuss all that more. It'll be Outkick, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, live, but you get the podcast at your chosen time, and it begins now. Outkick the coverage with Clay Travis, live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. 
listening to Fox Sports Radio. We are rolling, and I hope you are excited for the final weekend before the NFL draft. Six days from now, we will be waking up basically knowing that the draft is here, and seven days from now, that is next Friday, we'll be all telling you what the genius moves and what the idiot moves were from the NFL draft. I can't wait. All of you know that I am in love with the NFL draft, the projections, the potential trades, the decisions that every team has to make. I cannot wait. We're going to be breaking down more draft drama throughout the course of this show. But we begin where we finished the show yesterday with the stupidity and the ignorance of LeBron James, the most protected man in the history of American sports media. What did I tell you during yesterday's show? I said, hey, pay attention to what goes on all day long. LeBron James on Wednesday afternoon posted a picture of a Columbus, Ohio police officer who had shown up at a near murder and saved the life of a teenager who was just about to be stabbed potentially to death. Saved that girl's life. And LeBron James didn't criticize the girl who had a knife in her hand and was potentially going to stab to death an unarmed innocent teenager. Instead, he criticized the police officer who arrived in that situation assessed the danger, and I believe saved the life of an innocent girl. And if you wonder, do stabbings end in death in that same state of Ohio on almost the exact same day another teenage girl was stabbed to death in Cincinnati, Ohio? In Columbus, Ohio, fortunately, this police officer was there To save that girl's life, LeBron sent out a series of insanely stupid tweets that continued to inflame the situation in our country and continued to argue the exact opposite of the truth, which is that police are the problem, not violent people making insanely idiotic decisions. And all of this continues to call into question the absurdity of the way my industry protects and coddles idiots like LeBron James. Here is what LeBron tweeted after he deleted the picture of a police officer that he sent out to his 50 million Twitter followers demanding action. You can't even read or make sense hardly of what this dude is saying. I'm reading directly from LeBron. Anger does any of us any good, and that includes myself, exclamation point. The brilliant LeBron James savant, according to the sports media, his opening sentence tweet, all caps, anger does any of us any good, and that includes myself. It's a exclamation point. A totally nonsensical sentence. Gathering all the facts and educating does, though, exclamation point. My anger still is here for what happened to that little girl. 
That little girl, LeBron, who had a knife in her hand and was trying to stab someone to death, my sympathy for her family and may justice prevail. You are so dumb, LeBron James, that it actually makes my head hurt. You were angry at the police officer who kept a girl from getting killed, and you are concerned about the little girl with the knife in her hand who was trying to stab somebody to death. You, sir, are literally almost too dumb for words. LeBron also said, I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took the tweet down because it's being used to create more hate. This isn't about one officer. It's about the entire system, and they always use our words to create more racism. I am so desperate for more, all caps, accountability. LeBron, why aren't you so damn tired of seeing black people killed by other black people? You're blaming the police officer here who actually kept a black person from being killed by another black person. Do you know that 93% of all black murders are committed by black people in this country? And that if you eliminated every police shooting that has occurred in the past year of a black person, which by the way, 25% of all police shootings are black victims. 75% are white, Asian, or Hispanic. You never hear about any of those, by the way. White, Asian, and Hispanic people are 75% of the people that are shot by police in this country. Do you know that if we eliminated every police shooting, even though the vast majority of them are justified, like the one that that hero cop in Columbus, Ohio, did to save the life of a girl that would have otherwise been stabbed to death, potentially... You know that if we eliminated every police shooting, over 99% of all black deaths occurring violently via murder would still be occurring. When you focus on police shootings and try to make police responsible for black violence, what you are doing is ignoring 99% of all black violence, which is almost all committed by black people against other black people, and you are not addressing the underlying issue that would actually make all Americans safer. In fact, what LeBron James and many other idiot athletes like LeBron James are doing is basically looking at a thousand pound person and saying, man, your big toe's too fat. Why is your big toe so fat? Because the whole body is fat. You don't solve major issues in the country by focusing on tiny parts of it and ignoring the rest. And everybody in my industry, I'm calling them all out in sports media, nobody else even talked about how dumb LeBron James's tweets were and even discussed it in any significant way in sports media but me and but OutKick. This is what happens. People in sports media are so afraid of angering powerful people like LeBron James and all of his protectors in the media that they won't actually speak out and share the truth, which is LeBron James and everybody else following his lead is making America less safe for everyone than it would be if they had never said a word at all. 2020 murders increased by the largest percentage that they have done 
in the entirety of this country and almost everyone listening's lives. Do you know who the vast majority of those victims of murders were? Black people. When you demonize the police who do more to protect black, white, Asian, and Hispanic lives, you lead directly to more death in this country of a violent nature because the criminal element sweeps in when the police are demonized and not able to do their job and they prey upon the innocent and the vulnerable in this country. And it is so frustrating to have so many people out there in sports media claiming that LeBron James is a voice for betterment of society when the basic facts and his own words prove that to be completely and incontrovertibly false every single day that passes. You are being lied to by most people in sports media, not only by what they say, but what they fail to say. The data and the facts are transparent. They are self-evident. Anyone with a functional brain can see it. I'm one of the only people that will speak truth to power in this entire industry. And I knew this was going to happen. ESPN was going to dodge covering it. Most people at Fox and CBS and NBC and Bleacher Report and everywhere else that has big audiences we're going to dodge covering it as well because there's an entire cottage industry designed to protect LeBron James and other woke athletes from having to be held accountable for what they say and the impact of their own words. Twitter itself protected LeBron James. You can go check out what I wrote and what I said on Twitter on Wednesday night, but I wanted to let all of Thursday play out before I knew what would happen, which would be I would sit down in this chair on Friday morning to start the show and almost no one would have discussed LeBron James's idiocy in the entirety of sports media all day long. They just pretend it doesn't exist and it's going to go away. And the reality is people like LeBron in sports media have a substantial platform and they are using it to make America more dangerous, more deadly, and more divisive. Far from being forces for good, they are being forces for disunity and death. That's what they're doing. They have blood on their hands because when you demonize the police, the natural result every single time is murder skyrockets and almost everyone getting murdered is black and nobody even pays attention. You know what happened? LeBron only talked about that story in Columbus, Ohio, because the police officer was white and because the girl he had to shoot was black. He didn't care about the life of the black girl that was about to be stabbed to death. He didn't care about anything other than the fact that he could demonize that police officer for his race. He could do what bullies do, which is use his Twitter platform of 50 million followers to call out a police officer who's probably making $45,000 a year risking his life to try to protect people. And he literally just saved, I believe, the life of a young, innocent girl in Columbus, Ohio. And LeBron James and his crew, they aren't at all focused on the life that was saved. They are trying to argue that the girl who had a knife in her hand and was trying to stab someone to death was the victim that is what they are arguing make no mistake about it 
It is shameful. It is pathetic. And anyone with a voice in sports media that had any ounce of credibility or interest in actually speaking truth to power would be saying this morning exactly what I'm saying about LeBron James. The dude is a fraud. He is not making in any way America a better place. He shuts up and dribbles for China. And America would actually be better off if he would shut up and dribble if he's going to be making the idiotic and asinine and stupid statements that he's regularly making on social media. I'm sick of him being coddled. I'm sick of him being protected. I'm sick of all the people in sports media who are afraid to speak truth to power. If you want the truth, this is the only damn show you can find it on every single day across this entire country. And that, my friends, is why OutKick is dominating and why we are growing because there is a desperate desire for truth. There is a desperate desire for someone and many people out there to bring us all together through sports, whether you're black, white, Asian, Hispanic, gay, or straight. No matter what your background is, we all should be united in a common humanity and love of sports. This is OutKick. I'm fired up. we got a big show coming your way on Fox Sports Radio. This is OutKick, the coverage with Clay Travis. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. And you know O'Reilly Auto Parts, you know, o o o O'Reilly, who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is 
finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended install near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation they'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site it doesn't get much easier than that go to tirerack.com sports to see their toyo test results tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's tirerack.com sports tirerack.com the way tire buying should be we are joined now by Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor on Twitter, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. LT, I want to start with uh, the fact that we are six days from the official uh, first round of the NFL draft. And the biggest question out there is San Francisco 49ers. What are they going to do at the quarterback position? Mac Jones back out to being a small favorite over Justin Fields to be the draft pick. I have a theory for you and I am curious whether you buy into it or not, that ultimately Kyle Shanahan has been frustrated by how things have gone with uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. In particular, Garoppolo misses big throws at the right time. He missed Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown. He missed George Kittle for a first down, for instance, in the Super Bowl. And that he feels like Mac Jones, while he may not have the ceiling of Justin Fields or of uh, Trey Lance, that Mac Jones is more different than Jimmy Garoppolo than Justin Fields and Trey Lance are. Therefore, he has confidence in his offense, and he wants Mac Jones to just run it for him. Do you buy into that theory? Uh, Possibly, Clay. Let me go on and say this. You know, I'm a huge Rams fan, and I want the 49ers to make the biggest mistake at this quarterback position they could possibly make. Uh, I don't understand why they've given up on Jimmy Garoppolo. I understand maybe we've seen his ceiling, but the bottom line is the guy is 24-8 and to start a quarterback, and if he doesn't have a complete meltdown in the fourth quarter two Februarys ago, they won a championship. And I still think with all of the injuries that roster had, they were by far the most depleted roster in the NFL this past year. I still think they would have been a 10-win team. Um, So I don't really understand why they're going for this quarterback in the future. But with that said, um, I do believe Kyle Shanahan loves how accurate Mac Jones is. Um, Kyle Shanahan is a perfectionist. I didn't realize that, you know, I thought that there was just this war of power going on between him and Lynch, and Lynch wanted another quarterback, and Shanahan's guy was Mac Jones. But I've heard that Kyle Shanahan's got veto power over John Lynch. So ultimately, based on what Vegas, I'm seeing minus 170 right now for Mac Jones. And I was told, and I don't know how familiar you are with Michael Lombardi, the former general manager of the Cleveland Browns. We had a conversation with him yesterday. 
And he said that Justin Fields is not even in the conversation at number three right now. It's Mac Jones or Trey Lance, but Mac Jones is the definite favorite. Do you think Mac Jones will pan out? I mean, it's amazing to me that we have, like, use John Elway as an example. John Elway knows infinitely more about playing the quarterback position, LT, than you or I could ever imagine. He knows what it takes to win. He's one of the greatest of all time. He's drafted five guys in the first or second round at quarterback, and all of them have been bust for the Denver Broncos. And the only reason we don't talk about the Denver Bronco quarterback situation the same way we do Dan Marino and the Dolphins is because, to Elway's credit, he was able to persuade Peyton Manning, who we already all knew was really good, to come play quarterback with him in Denver for four years. The reason why I bring that up is, how wild is it that even one of the greatest of all time, spending an inordinate amount of time with five chances to find a guy who's just pretty good, can't do it? Yeah, it's it's such an inexact science, and maybe the most difficult thing to predict in all of sports. And you know, I guess regular John Elway's, you know, he would love to reincarnate himself and put it put him on that roster. And you know, he's got to kick himself because sitting in the AFC West, you look at the other quarterbacks. Obviously, you've got the elite guy in Pat Mahomes. You've got what was the best rookie this past year in Justin Herbert, and we saw that potential. And even Derek Carr's had his moments. Um, I, I think right now John Elway would love to have Derek Carr. So he's in by far the worst situation in that division. And uh, it's just, it's so difficult to get this position right. But with all that said, I do think Mac Jones, whether it was Mac Jones, Justin Fields, again, I don't, I haven't seen a lot of Trey Lance. I think Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence would have a hall of fame career based on the roster right now in San Francisco. So with that said, I think Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Trey Lance, whoever the guy is that goes there will have immediate success because You've got what is a really good offensive line. You've got one of the best offensive minds in the NFL in Kyle Shanahan. You've got, when healthy, one of the top two tight ends in George Kittle. I just think you've got all the ingredients. We're talking to Lance Taylor at the Lance Taylor 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham. Uh, Okay, LeBron. We talked about LeBron some to start the show uh, over the ridiculous decision to put that officer's photo up for his 50 million Twitter followers. Uh, after, honestly, I don't know if you've watched the video, but it looks like the officer was in an incredibly difficult situation, and he may well, I think, have saved a life by reacting as quickly as he did when one woman looked like she was going to stab an unarmed woman and was yelling that she was, in fact, going to stab uh, that unarmed woman while the police officer was there. LeBron doxes him, says, oh, you know, he needs to be accountable. There needs to be a serious uh, punishment going on here. Not necessarily asking for your opinion of that incident, but you are a Lakers fan. How has LeBron and his uh, behavior on social media impacted your Laker fandom? He wears me out. You know, I could never decide if I was a LeBron fan or not. I really respected what he was able to do in Cleveland because you've seen this. I mean, when a guy comes into whatever his sport is, and he gets hyped to the level that LeBron did. And with ESPN showing his high school games, and he's on the cover of ESPN the Magazine and Sports Illustrated, the chosen one, to have all of that pressure, and not only to live up to the expectation, but to live past and succeed uh, those expectations. I mean, that's incredible in itself. And to take you know, that first Cleveland team to the NBA Finals where maybe your, your second best player was you know, uh, Delonte West. I mean, that roster was awful. And he just wheeled Cleveland to the NBA Finals. So you had to respect what he was able to do on the court. You and I had this conversation years ago. And I think you were the one that, that brought it up. You know, this is a guy that never gets in any trouble. Yep. You know, he just goes out and he balls. 
Um, and, and I, and I think, by the way, that the, the analogy that I've always made is LeBron is a child star made good. And there are a lot of people out in Hollywood, ironically, where he's ended up now, that can be really successful as actors or actresses at 16, 17, 18 years old, the Lindsay Lohans of the world. And then they just fall off the planet because they can't handle that level of success and it can become seductive and it can keep you from working hard. Purely from a uh, work perspective and talent perspective, I respect LeBron's talent. My idea is that he has alienated a lot of people who would otherwise like him based on his basketball talent. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I still think he is one of the top five talented players that we've ever seen in this league. But to get so immersed in politics and what seems to be, and this is one of the, a couple of reasons. I, you know, I'm one of these guys that do exactly what you do for a living. I like to talk about sports. I like to talk about entertainment. For me, it's an escape. You know, for the guy that's going to be going and working eight hours in a mill, when he's on his way to work, he wants to hear something. He wants to laugh. He doesn't want to hear necessarily what's going on in the real world, and especially with how the vice of our world has gotten. But LeBron, for whatever reason, wants to be versed in politics. And I don't know if it was the first person, and I don't remember who said it, just shut up and dribble. Um, But he has killed my fandom for the Lakers. And I grew up, and I can't overstate how big of a Lakers fan I was, Clay. Um, you know, I've been to, you know, the old forum multiple times. I've been to Staples multiple times. Anytime the Lakers come to Atlanta, I drive over and watch the Lakers, or I did. Um, I didn't miss Lakers games. You know, I was one of the first to get the league pass when it was offered on direct TV. I would stay up before I did a morning show when I was doing middays, and I would literally watch almost all 82 Lakers games. I didn't miss a game. And LeBron comes in, and obviously I was excited when they signed him after the 18th season. And since then, it's gotten so bad um, how much I dislike LeBron James, how, how bad he has rubbed me the wrong way. But I didn't even really watch the finals last year. And if I would have told my 30-year-old self the Lakers are going to be back in the finals after having this, you know, this huge void of no championships for a decade, and I'm not going to really watch but maybe a few minutes of that six-game series, I would have said that's impossible. But that's where I am right now. And I've maybe watched three or four Lakers games this year. And I said it last year. I wish they would trade him. Um, I wish I could go back and, you know, take a collection of Julius Randle and Brandon Ingram and some of these other guys. And LeBron never would have come to L.A. Um, He has just completely ruined the Lakers. Now, once he's gone, I'll circle back and I'll become a Lakers fan again. But I just, you talk about accountability, and that's what he hashtagged yesterday. He sent that to, what has he got, 50 million followers on Twitter? Yes. And we're talking about a guy was doing his job, and I've got cops in my family. And it used to be universal, and I don't know if it still is. The FBI had a seven-yard rule. I don't know if you've ever heard about this, Clay. I haven't. But if, yeah, if you are, if there is a threat of your life or someone else's life, and the guy's within seven yards or the female is within seven yards, you can use lethal force. And on that video, it looked like they were sure within 20 feet, 21 feet. And, you know, the girl was wielding a knife. And right now, to me, I don't know about you, uh, the most difficult job maybe in the world is, is being a police officer I think right that's right. in this country. And look, and, and look, there's some bad cops, and I've come across bad cops, but there's bad accountants, and we've talked about this before. There's bad radio guys, and there's bad professional athletes, and every walk of life, there is a, a bad element. And unfortunately, some of the things that have transpired, um, you know, have been awful, and those are the isolated situations that continue to get magnified. But, you know, based on what I saw in that video, that guy was doing his job. 
And that guy probably did save a life or two. And, you know, for LeBron to send that out, um, you know, he just, with 50 million followers, he's got to be more responsible. And I don't know why he wants to immerse himself in that. And honestly, I think he's taking his legacy. And I could be completely wrong here, but LeBron seemed like such a good guy at one particular point, um, such, a, such a marketable guy, and just a guy that was, um, I mean, just, just a, one of those, not even a generational talent, I don't know, a one-in-a-million talent, a one-in-a-billion talent. And now when I think about LeBron James, I just think about, you know, the relationship with China, and it's all about money, and it's not about his fans anymore, and I just don't know where his vision is right now. Talking to Lance Taylor, 94.5 Jocks down in Birmingham, um, Oscars are going on this weekend, talking about L.A., uh, and I, I'm going to be honest with you. I looked at the nominees for Best Picture. This is the first time I can ever remember it being the case. I haven't seen any of them. And I bet a lot of my audience has not seen any of them either. Now, I like going out to the movie theater, so I haven't actually been out to the movie theater anywhere near as many times. I'm not one of those people who's as excited to sit down and watch a television show in my house because there are other things going on, and I'm like, hey, I'd rather do this or I'd rather do that. I like going out to the movies. I like getting uh, you know popcorn. I like kicking my feet up and chilling in a movie theater. Uh, but I don't necessarily like it as much at home. doesn't mean that I don't enjoy watching movies at home. I just do it less. I like the outing of it. How many of these Oscar movies have you seen? And is the fact that all the odds are out there and every single category, it feels like, has one monstrous favorite, does it kind of strip the enjoyment for you of actually watching the Oscars? Because I know you love movies. Well, yeah, I'll start uh, backwards and, and, and move back to the original question. But, yeah, the Oscar betting market has killed the entire event for me. I mean, and also I'll throw in the politics, and I can't even imagine how political this thing will get this year. Um, but it's funny, like six or seven years ago, I would go on the air when I, I guess a lot of people didn't realize that there was a betting market for the Oscars. And I would do the Friday show before the Oscars. And those were the times that I'm like you. I love going to the movies. I've been a a film freak forever, and I watch way too many films. Um, But I would watch all five. That's when it was just five in the category. Now you've got, you know, eight this year. And I would have seen all five. And I could go on in the major categories, Um, you know, best picture, best director, and the four major acting categories. I could typically go six for six, worst case, five and one. And people thought I was some kind of wizard, like this guy's a soothsayer. How does he know this stuff? You know, Monday's show, people would tweet in and people would call and say, how did you know who was going to win this? Uh, Well, because I was looking at what the numbers were in Vegas. These things are such heavy favorites now. It's easy to see what is going to win every single category. So I don't even bother with the Oscars anymore. But I've only seen two of the uh, the, the eight best pictures. Um, there's three three more that I really want to see. But I'll tell you one that you would love is Trial of the Chicago 7. It's uh, Netflix original. Yeah. And uh, if you get time, I know you're busy, man. You need to throw that on because it's incredible. Aaron Sorkin wrote it, um, and it's just got a great cast. Sasha Baron Cohen Borat is at his best in that. He's nominated for Best Supporting Actor in this. But you will love Trial of the Chicago 7. I'll try to check it out. LT, appreciate the time, my man. Uh, We'll hopefully talk to you next week. Uh, What's the best picture going to be? Best picture will be Nomadland, according to the fact that it's minus 670. Again, the best picture I saw was Trial of the Chicago 7. I know nothing about Nomadland outside of the the fact that Francis McDormand's in it. Um, But I would assume minus 670 is good enough to uh, take home the statue. This is Outkick, the coverage with Clay Travis.
Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox, and you know O'Reilly Auto Parts. You know, o o o o who are in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offer friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free, in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced a brake light fix or a quick service they'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice you'll find the employees at o'reilly auto parts are knowledgeable helpful and best of all friendly and by the way i was just at o'reilly not that long ago within the last month and guess what needed some help with the alternator had some questions with the batteries they helped me right away and did it right there in the parking lot the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto, do-it-yourself, and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash 2pros. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer 
installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Michelin test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. It's time for some fun and frivolity. The Animal Thunderdome. Cue the music, Danny G. Ladies and gentlemen. I'm just glad I was there. Boys and girls. I thought he thought I was like this ginormous piece of chicken. Dying times here. This is Animal Thunderdome. All right, Danny G, what you got for me? All right, Clay, as promised, we got to jump right into the Bobcat story. You've seen this video that's gone viral and blown up the internet. Of course. Yeah, Happy and Christy Wade. That's the couple from Burgaw, North Carolina. So if you haven't seen this video, you, you really need to search it out. Mr. Wade was carrying a pan of brownies, and Mrs. Wade was carrying their cat in a carrier. They were on their way to a vet about 25 miles away from um, their routine appointment there. And on this this video, you can uh, hear Mr. Wade telling a, a jogger passing by, good morning, you know, he's in a good mood. And then you hear this angry growl. The wife thought it was a neighborhood cat. Nope, a rabid bobcat crawled out from under a car in the driveway. The wife says, I won't soon forget the look in that big cat's eyes. She said in an interview, it had its sight set on me, and that's when I ran. You can hear her screaming, oh my God, oh my God, as the bobcat sank its teeth into her left hand, crawled up her back and onto her shoulder. And that's when the uh, Wade's home security camera caught Mr. Wade in action. 46-second clip shows him with his split-second reaction to his wife screaming. He runs over, pulls the bobcat off of her back, holds it up high, and with his bare hands, throws it. You saw this, man. He looked like a major league pitcher. Yes. (laughs) He just hurls this. That's the right word. He hurled the bobcat across the lawn. He has a concealed carry permit. The video, you could see him pulling out his pistol. The bobcat, it goes back under the car. He cusses and he shouts that he's going to shoot the animal and he warns the jogger to stay away. Now, what you don't see is after this video clip ends, Mr. Wade actually did shoot the bobcat. Yeah. The sheriff's deputy arrives after they called 911. They confirmed that there was a bobcat dead there in the driveway. Rabbit bobcat. Yes, I was just going to say the uh, testing at the North Carolina State Laboratory of Public Health confirmed that the bobcat was rabid. Mrs. Wade said she and her husband went to the emergency room. She had major bite marks on her hand, scratches on her arm, claw marks on her back and other wounds. And of course, she had to have uh, a rabies vaccine and antibiotics. She's doing okay now. She says that her husband saved her life. If he had not been there, I don't know what I'd do or in what shape I'd be in. That's just the kind of person he is, she said. We've been married for 30 years. I met him when I was 15 and there was never a doubt in my life how much he loves me and how much he would do for me. He's a hero. 
Uh, I mean, I, and also, he's got a decent arm on him. If you saw him literally throw the bobcat across the yard, it's hard not to be impressed uh, with the cannon on this dude uh, and ultimately to then follow up and kill the bobcat. Rabid bobcat. I read all about this story because I was uh, it was so viral. Bobcats are, are usually not this aggressive even when rabid, so they were kind of blown away. And, of course, all of this was caught on a, uh, I guess, like a nest cam or whatever it is uh, showing outside of their house. And uh, you can hear all the audio and everything else associated with it, which uh, these cameras on the fronts of houses and whatnot have been very helpful and instrumental in terms of uh, in terms of adding to the Animal Thunderdome theater that we have had. So that was the story out of North Carolina. What else you got for me? We're going to go back to back Bobcat stories. Wow. Yeah. Fox 31 Denver has this story. If you are a parent living in the suburbs, you know there's no safer place for your kid to play than in the backyard. You've got the fence, you're off the street. Well, one family here in Castle Rock found out their backyard looked more like a jungle the other day. When all of a sudden their daughter came running into the house, this is what she saw. Yes, that's a bobcat jumping over a fence, chasing after a rabbit. The girl, as you can see, then begins a long stare down that seems to last minutes, probably like 30 seconds, but this video uh, obviously catching a lot of attention of people online. This girl stares at this bobcat. Eventually the cat runs away and she runs inside to talk to her mom. We spoke with that girl and her mother about what this experience was like. She said she made the biggest size she could to scare that animal away. Mom says she didn't believe it was a bobcat, assuming her daughter had just seen a, a, a large house cat. But yes, this is a story neither of them will forget anytime soon. That is an amazing staring contest. The, the little girl... Uh, now, I think being like five years old helps her here because I think like a nine or ten year old would perhaps be more aware of the danger involved, maybe. Uh, and so the five year old might be thinking like, hey, is that a kitten? Like, what's going on here? What kind of cat is that? But I think the bobcat was rattled by the stoicism shown by this girl. The first thing I thought was, man, is this just kind of like ignorance because the girl's so little? But the way she's staring at this cat, though, is kind of gangster-like. You don't scare me. I mean, and this goes to show that you shouldn't always doubt what little kids tell you. Because at first, as they mentioned, the parents thought that, you know, it just must be uh, your average cat from around the neighborhood. And I was going to ask you, since you have uh, a youngster, your youngest, what is he, six now? Yeah, my youngest, I mean, I think you look at the age of kids, and as they get a little bit older they become more likely to be afraid, right? There's a fearless stage of sometimes around four and five years old where the kids don't know enough to be afraid. Sometimes every kid's different, right? But I think there that kind of factored in uh, with the, the, the way that that kid's responding. I think at eight or nine, six or seven even maybe, the kid doesn't have the stare down. Who knows? Maybe she's like, uh, you know, the Wonder Woman of five-year-olds, and this kid's going to be more and more fearless as she gets older. But I do think younger kids sometimes maybe would be more likely to engage in a stare down there than, uh, than maybe the older kids would, who are probably more likely to run around screaming and yelling. All right, and finally, let's go to South Africa for this week's last Thunderdome story. Park rangers there were on a routine patrol in Kruger National Park when they picked up the trail of three men suspected of poaching. So the rangers chase after these guys on the run as they stumbled across a herd of breeding elephants 
The three men spooked the elephants, causing a stampede. Justice here, because one of the poachers was trampled to death by the herd of elephants while his partners managed to escape. Authorities launched a massive manhunt for the other two guys. They used a helicopter and dogs to track them down. They managed to take one of them into custody. The rangers retraced the uh, poacher's steps and found the guy who had been badly trampled to death. They also recovered a rifle, an axe, and some supplies. The third suspect remains on the run. The officials believe that he suffered an eye injury. Officials say that the poachers were illegally hunting rhinos inside the national park. We're proud of the teamwork and dedication of our rangers and our aviators in the K-9 unit, the uh, director of the Kruger National Park said in a statement. There you go. National Park justice, the animals fighting back against the poachers. Uh, all right. When we come back to start off the uh, the second hour of the Friday edition, a lot of talk about the NFL draft and what's going to happen with the 49ers at three. But that's only part of the, uh, to me, some of the exciting uh, elements of the beginning of the draft. What's going to happen at four? What will the Atlanta Falcons do? How about the Cincinnati Bengals? How about the Miami Dolphins? All of that will be breaking down and more for you. Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage with Clay Travis weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Are your wiper blades chattering, skipping, or squeaking? Don't let streaks or smearing on your windshield compromise your visibility. When it's time to replace your wiper blades, stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts and see our selection. Our professional parts people will even install your new wiper blades while you wait. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast! podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at First first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 